Adelaide United family, welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. Trust you had a fantastic Easter. I ate too many Easter eggs, but that's okay because I will work them off during this next episode of the Pitch Podcast. It is episode 16, and we are joined by Mohamed Toure. Mo, what's up? What's up, bro? You be worried. You, what do you, when you say vocal thing, you thought my voice was going to break. Yeah, like, how do you do that? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for joining us on the Pitch Podcast. It is great to have you. Um, so we're going to get to our listener and viewer questions a little bit later. Um, we're going to talk about the team performance, first of all, before we find out why your arm's in a sling. Mm-hmm. So um, big game against Sydney FC where – Obviously, no matter how they're going in their season, they are tough to play against because they've been at the top for so long. To get a win away from home at a really important time of the season, it must give the boys a lot of confidence because we've only got a few games left and we've got to win to stay in the finals race. So for you, talk about the team performance. You were obviously observing from um, home, watching. Um, How much did that one mean to the boys, you reckon? Special one. <clears throat> especially the way we won as well. Last minute, two goals, very good goals. Just shows how much of a team we are, never give up, and we've shown that all season. So, What's going on with this last-minute stuff all season? Like, you know what? We can watch a match of football and everything can happen, but then we get to the final couple of minutes, whether it's in the 82nd or we get to additional time, and then something happens. Is this something that Carl says to you boys, we just have to keep on fighting because anything can happen, or has this just naturally occurred? I don't know. Um, it's more of a mental thing, I reckon, because when you start to get tired, physically you mentally start to get tired as well. And our team just has a belief we always believe that we're going to win. And you can see that towards the end of the games, we just gain some confidence, strength out of nowhere. And we just always end up finishing games really well. And it was a, a milestone match for Craig Goodwin, who we spoke to him on the last episode of the Pitch Podcast, and he was saying that he scored an equal amount of goals as Bruce Jutay. Then he scores another one to take the lead, and he scores another one as well. So good he's been outstanding this season. I think when you look at, all of the players in the A-League men's competitions. Um, Craig Goodwin has probably been the signing and recruit of the year, even though he's played for us before. But his impact and now as captain, um, he's been amazing. What can you tell us about his leadership and his performance this year? Goody, everyone knows Goody. Goody is such a good player. One of the best we have ever had at the club. Great captain. He's just professional in what he does. And you can see he shows on the pitch. Sokaru now scored his first goal. He just keeps on growing as a person, as a guy. He's a nice guy, good character, very good player. Uh, I don't want you to get too specific here, but I spoke to Goody about this. So the Melbourne victory game that we played at home, the original rivalry when you went down. Mm. Um, You, Mo, have had a couple of injuries, some hamstrings, some pretty long-term injuries. For me, as a supporter, when you were having that challenge with Jason Davidson from the victory – I thought your injury could have been prevented. Like it, for me, it looked like you were pulled down in the challenge and obviously you landed the, the wrong way. Mm. Um, I'm not suggesting that he intentionally injured you, but obviously that was a pretty difficult challenge where at halftime, uh, Carl and Ross were obviously really disappointed with the refereeing. Mm. Again, don't comment on that. Mm. But 
do, do those type of injuries frustrate you more? Because this one could have been avoided. When it's a soft tissue injury, you're running too fast, your hamstring goes. Like this, sometimes that happens, right? Yeah. But with things like this, you're sitting here in a sling now, you've had shoulder surgery. Um, is this one one of the most frustrating ones because it could have been avoided? Yeah, by far. And it's the longest one as well. Four, three to four months. And it was just something so small. It was like, how you said, hamstring. I went for a shot and my groin. So it's very frustrating now I have to just sit and watch. Can I ask the the moment that you go down on the pitch? Do you know something's definitely not right at that point, or do you? Does your mind just go into like shock mode where you're thinking, hopefully it's going to be okay? Because ultimately you were stretched off. I don't know. Did they give you the green whistle? Yeah, inside. Is that full on? Is that pretty crazy? I didn't really feel it. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Chilling, man. <laughs> yeah, but then, obviously, you're coming off the pitch. You don't want to because this is this is one of the first games you've started all season too. So, obviously, um, what's going through your mind when you're being taken away from the pitch? Because you, you, I can't imagine what that would feel like. I was sad. That's all. Sad. I had no other feeling. I wasn't angry. I wasn't frustrated at that point. She's like, damn, I'm going back inside. No, I was just thinking about what are the doctors going to say, what are the physios going to say, is it worse than I think? And I was just waiting because I've never injured. If it was my hamstring, I could kind of test. I've had this before. It's not bad. Maybe it's worse than I've had, but it's something that I've never had. I don't know how bad shoulder feels, how good shoulder So I was just waiting on everyone's comment. And when one doctor said one, the physio said one, I was just like, it's a bad time, man. And what's that feeling like then when you walk back out of the tunnel? Because you obviously go back and sit on the bench for a little bit. And then did you go sit behind the bench afterwards? Everyone's obviously going to be asking how you are. The media is going to be looking and stuff. And you you can't really show your face at that time. You can't say this is exactly what's going on because you don't know. But obviously you've got to sit back and watch what happens for the rest of the game. I'm sure that's yeah. pretty frustrating. Yeah, I know. It's annoying. I was just sitting on the bench. I still, I was in the, one of the change room and I had a TV and I was watching the boys. I was like, let me just go out. They, they said stay inside. I was like, nah. I'm sad, but I was still supporting the boys a bit. It didn't really kick in then. I was just chilling after the game, shaking people's head. And then when we got the scans and the results started coming in, I started hearing. Because I did. when you get injured, you tend to go on Google, search how long yeah. the injury is. I started seeing four months, three months. I was like, oh, no way. Mm. Then it started kicking in. And now the longer, the more I talk about it, like right now I'm thinking about it. God. How do you go with that mentally then? Because I, I feel like you've had a lot of injuries, but you're only at the start of your professional career. So in some ways, do you think that this is a really good way to test your mental resilience to go, this is just another challenge because you've overcome so many challenges with your body mm. and you know that you can come back and score goals and perform at the highest level. So um, is your mentality sometimes... I'm, I'm just being tested. It's how I handle this, which is going to bring out the best. Yeah, of course. That's how I think all the time. Um, it's another test. I have to overcome and then do what I do again. Um, gives me opportunity to better myself, professional. Now I stay home, do my rehab properly and come back stronger than I was. So it's, it's a test, yeah, like you said. Now I have, to, I have to go through the test and see how I do.
You were the youngest player to score for Adelaide United, um, and that was an amazing experience that night. I'm sure you always remember at Cooper Stadium, which was just electric. Um, I guess one of the things that people were speaking about when you first started your career was that you were just built on pace. But what I've loved about your game is that you've shown everybody, not just here in Australia but around the world, that you're not just a fast player. You're skillful. You're growing mentally and physically as well. Has that been one of your things that you've been focusing on? Um, understanding that, yes, your pace is a, an asset of yours, but it's actually what you do with the ball as well that's really important? Yeah, um, the coach has been helping me with that a lot because growing up, it's always the fastest kid, strongest kid, just runs in school. So I was one of those kids that just I was the fastest one. But then when you get to a professional level, they do all these video analysis. They watch you. People actually study how you are. You can't just rely on one thing. You need to build on others. Even though you have that one thing, which is your strength, you still need to back it up with other things. And the coaches have been helping me build those, and I've been, I've been wanting to build them as well in me. So I've just been working on things like a passing, first touch, finishing. So you're really old now. You're 18. Um, <laughs> what about this? <laughs> hey, I'm 20 years older than you. Like you could, you could actually live your life over again and I still would be going like, this is ridiculous. I mean, far out. Um, one of the, one of the other young players in the squad is Nesta and Nesta has been spoken about his pace as well. So do you see this now as an opportunity for you um, to get around Nesta and go, well, these are some of the things that I learned at your age. Um, it's important that you share that wisdom, even though there's only a couple of years separating. Yeah, you. that's my boy. Um, we always talk at training. I was trying to help him. I said, let's do this, work on this. It's going to get harder. Expectations are going to rise the older you get. Right now, we're all 15. When people weren't really expecting much from us. We're just kids still growing. They knew we had time to grow. But the older you get, more people start ex- expecting more. And I just tell him, work on a lot of stuff. And he's really skillful. He was He's skillful. He works on his free kick every day Yeah. after training. So he wants to learn, So which is good. What's that freedom like being a 15-year-old and getting an opportunity to play professionally? Because I think uh, some other players that may be a little bit older might actually feel the pressure and lose that freedom of just playing. And what I love about what Carl has done is Carl is giving players an opportunity because they deserve it, but he's also backing you in. So be prepared to make mistakes. It's how you respond to that. But when you're getting ready to come on for your first game, are you feeling the pressure or are you thinking, this is unreal, I've got to embrace the moment here? It's, I was a kid, so I was kind of scared, you know. How about I make a mistake? I wasn't thinking anything positive, to be honest, to be really honest. I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to come on, make a mistake. I'm going to embarrass myself. These guys are too big. They're too strong. Because months before that, I was just watching them, and they were like idols. So I can't play with these guys. What are they thinking? They want to embarrass me? You know, I was, I was never thinking anything positive. What if I scored? What if I... Nah. I was just <laughs> thinking all negative. And then when I came on and I kind of did well, it just boosts my confidence up. And then the more you play well, the more you get confident. No matter how old you are, I think that's for everybody. Even the older players, a bad game always makes you feel... Then you have to go out there and back it up. So, yeah, I was really, really nervous. Shitting myself. Who were your idols and you were watching from the sidelines? We've spoken to Louis Dorigo about how he's obsessed with SAS and now he gets to play on the same team as him. What about yourself when you're having to watch? Oh, I had a lot of idols. Like, Goody was one. Everyone loves Goody. Kruska, Jite... Especially that year, because that year when we won the championship, that year I really like Kuruska, you know, all these guys. Just watching them. Because I used to come with my mates, Ariaf, all them boys there. 
And we shout out, shout out to my boy. <laughs> He's uh, here right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> chilling in the back. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We always used to come to the game. If we find money during the week, come buy a ticket. And come to all our brothers when Alassane started playing. Used to give my tickets or Cassini. So we used to just come sit down and we used to be like always talking. Oh, these guys are so cool. They would school be like, oh my god, look at that. Could be the simplest things, but we idolized them so much. So so cool. So all of a sudden, playing with them or playing in the same competition, you know, it's it's weird. It was weird. What does uh, like a week in the life of a 15-year-old when you started playing look like compared to, let's say, Craig Goodwin, right? So Goody now, obviously, has a partner. He has a young child in Ezra. He can drive his fancy car to Cooper Stadium. But you're obviously not driving legally at that stage. No. So uh, what's, um, what, what does this look like on a match day or for training? How do, you, how do you actually get involved in a professional environment when you're 15 years of age? Is schooling around that or everything? Can you Can you... Talk us through that because it's amazing. It was chilled, man. I just I used to go to training. So you go to school before training? No, training was early. Okay. So I go to training, come to school like lunchtime. Or the days I didn't have school, just I'm in training. I just went to school the whole day. I was a normal kid, but then on game day, staying home, getting the right proteins, uh, this carbs. I never used to do anything. I used to go to school, muck around with my friends, and pull up to the game. So now I used to catch the train to Cooper Stadium. So people would just be looking at me. Aren't you playing tonight? I'm like, yeah. So you'd catch the train to play? Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and what? So you went back to school and uh, people then saying to you, hey man, you well played on the weekend and stuff like that? Yeah. Some people, they just heard that I played for United and you know our kids are, they just want to talk. Some people don't even know what I did. Hey, well, and I heard you scored. I didn't score. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Like stuff like that. It was funny. But it was cool. I used to I used to talk about it with all my friends. So imagine playing for United and still going to school. We used to think it's going to be the coolest thing. And then after it just gets, you get used to it kind of. Yeah. Then you have to focus on yourself again because I wanted to finish school really bad. United has had a, an amazing uh, collection of, of boys from all different parts of the world. And I, I kind of... Like it's like a brotherhood that you have with players who are here or are, have gone to other clubs. Like more recently, it's it's you, Cassini, obviously uh, Pacific, who's not here anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you you talk about that amazing brotherhood that you have? Because I don't think that's something that can be replicated or fabricated. It's just a really special bond that you share, and I I love that football brings people together like that. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, all the names you said, Yared. Yeah, obviously, Yaya, Cassini, Pacific. We've known each other for long. It's kind of like we reunited. I united. It was cool. It was pretty cool. Cassini, I've known since I was six. Yaya, six. Alasan since I was born. And Yaren and stuff has been. We've known each other for so long. So it's just like so surreal to see we're all playing in the same professional team. Now, obviously, we've all gone separate race, but that season when we're all together was just vibes, man. Just chilling. Does that also mean that that you guys uh, can enjoy the moments, but using, I guess, last season with Cassini, with what happened in Melbourne, with uh, the racist comments towards him, um, that also allows you to stick together and really support one another through those really challenging times because we saw how much it um, impacted Cassini. And there's a lot of racism that isn't seen, that people don't show, but this is something that, you all have to deal with on probably a weekly basis, which affects everyone. And I can't imagine how that would feel, but obviously to have a close group of boys to be able to support one another, do you find that equally as important? Yeah, it was 
really good. Um, you always have someone to support you. Cassini's been there, I've been there, Alassane. We've all been there. So when it happens to one of us, the other one's there to back us up. So it's a really good team. And even the, not the Cassini, like the other players, like Steph, they all did really good jobs of backing us up. The whole team are just, you know, we're like one big family. And, and I really appreciate that. That's what I love about United, good club. You've got a big family as well. So you've got Al Hassan, you've got a younger brother, and you've got a younger sister or she older? Younger sister. All right. And then two younger ones. Are they all footballers? Yeah, everyone plays football. Where are they playing football around South Australia? My sister plays for Vipers. Right. My two younger bro- brothers play for Adelaide Victory. Uh-huh. And uh, Musa, Musa, Musa plays in the youth team, yeah. So he's a chance if we get to a stage where we need to call him up, he can play as well. So then for you, uh, Al Hassan leaves and he goes to play at another club. Obviously, he's the enemy now, um, but he's not. So um, <laughs> he scored. I know he scored against us. We don't talk about that. Um, for you as his brother, I mean, was that a, a part of your career where you go, okay, this is professional football now? Like as much as you'd probably love to play with your brother for your whole career, mm. um, he goes to seek other opportunities and then he's playing for another side. So mm. he comes back as a member of the away team. Like how, how does that all happen? Yeah, it's weird. Um, that was the, I think these are the only years I've played NNTC, but growing up I would play with my, I always played with my little brother Musa. He's only a year younger, so we always played together. And then all of a sudden, I'm playing with Alassane. So I always, I was, I got too used to playing with brothers. Then all of a sudden, he leaves. But lucky I have Yaya and the team. Basically, my brother speak the same language, grew up together. So I still haven't, you know, felt that. But it was weird when Alassane left, obviously, because my whole professional life before him taking me to training, us talking about stuff, playing, and then all of a sudden, he's yeah, what you said, he's an enemy. So, Is that challenging for him to to move to a different city, to move to a different environment? And hopefully he's got the right support network there. You've got a massive family, mate, and you've got such a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves. So yeah. for him, I'm sure that's going to be challenging to transition, but that's unfortunately, that's professional footballer's life. Yeah, he always says it's challenging. You know, can't walk and argue with a brother, can't play FIFA with one. You know, they're not always around. He's just by himself. But he said he's getting used to it. He's... He likes it now, gives him his own time, but still misses home. I've got a couple of personal questions before we get on to our viewer questions. Um, the first one is uh, your goal celebrations. I love them because they're all different. Obviously, you take your shirt <laughs> off sometimes. The other ones you, t- you tell the, uh, the crowd to be silent, which is fantastic. <laughs> so Nesta flips, Pacific flips, Elvis flips. Have you tried flipping before? When I was younger, we all could flip. How? How do you get to the point of flipping? And I, I just don't understand because if I tried it, I would break my back. And because I'm old, that's not something I want to do right now. <laughs> no, How you do can't. you flip? You just flip. You I can't, can't, you I, just flip. Have you flipped on a trampoline before? No, I'm too scared. Trampoline, surely, man. So you, if you wanted to, you could run up. Obviously not with your shoulder now. You could run up and you could flip. No, not now. Because it's a confident thing. When I was younger, you know, you, don't, you learn when you're younger, when you don't yeah. really see things. A broken neck. If you hurt yourself, you cry. Yeah, it's freedom. Yeah, it's freedom. So that's when a lot of us learn. But then some people just stop for long. And then if you keep going, it doesn't get scary. It's like, you know, so Nesta, does he practice this? Have you seen Nesta fall over before when he flipped? Not really. He's good now. He's a pro. He's a pro. That's unreal, man. I don't understand that. And yeah. Pass does it. And all Nesta needs to do is just go, give me one meter and yeah. I'm going to start flipping everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? 
It's ridiculous. Okay, and you don't have to answer this because I don't know if this is a, a, a personal thing for you, but when you cross over, when you are subbed on, you will hop on two feet. Is this tradition or is this something? Because I notice that at, at Al-Hassan also, mm-hmm. you're doing things with your hands before you go onto the pitch. Yeah. So is this a routine? Is this something that's based on faith? Again, yeah, yeah, tell that, me, you that, don't have that, to say what it is. The two hand one is prayers. Yep. You know, just praying, make sure God guides us. And the hops, we've just been doing since we were young, just superstitions, you know. Because you're not the only guys that do that, are you? No, I know. Yaya Trey did it. Yeah. Cousin Does Nesta do it? Yaya does it. I don't know about Nesta. That's, that's amazing. So it's, it's almost become just part of your routine to yeah, do it. Yeah, so now we just do it. So what happens if you're subbed on and you trip over your own foot? Do you have to go back and do it again? Otherwise, you think you're going to have a bad game? Yeah, it's something like that. If I don't do it, I didn't do it. Yep. I feel that too. Yeah, it's one All of the right. ones. Okay. Um, so you're on social media, Mo. Um, how do we uh, How do we follow you? What are your accounts? Instagram thing, Muhammad.2RE. Yep. Yeah. Um, on Twitter? Twitter. I forgot my Twitter account. Hey. Great. Facebook, Snapchat, Tinder. Snapchat's not really, I don't, I'm not active on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, oh. I was not active on that one. Okay. All right. Well, sorry. It's just a question. That's oh, cool. Um, Phone number. Phone number. We'll send out phone number as well. Later and um, are you comfortable? Someone said on, on Twitter before, they're like, oh, yeah, apparently you pronounce your name Mohammed Right? Do you like when I do that? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm just checking. Because you heard when Al came on and he's like, oh, no, make sure you pump me up. When he came on the other day, I'm like, and uh, he'll be replaced by Al Santero. Yeah. You're nothing. You're the enemy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. All right, here we go. This is from Sam Sill on Twitter. How was it watching Al Hassan score against us? I smiled. I smiled. You smiled? <laughs> yeah, I was on the bench smiling and I was like, oh, sh- You can't do that, yeah. I didn't know but he was nice though, because I reckon there's a couple of ways you can celebrate. You can celebrate really aggressively and be disrespectful to your former site, and he didn't. But you've got to also enjoy the moment to of do course, that. Because yeah, no. Al Hassan's got a point to prove at his club. Mm. Like he obviously needs to perform. Mm. Um, so to do that, uh, unfortunately, it was against us. And we didn't play well that night. No, but no. Um, that was a, a really nice thing for him to do. Um, GR3GMASDING. It looks like it's Greg Masting. <laughs> Greg Masting on Instagram. Who's more skillful, you or Alassane? Alassane. Oh, very humble man. No, it's not what you said earlier. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. A dot L E X X. Oh, look, I know how to spell. Alex15 on Instagram. What's been your favorite moment at Adelaide United? Favorite moment? Victory goal. Can you feel the crowd? start to make noise when you get the ball? Because as soon as the ball goes near you and it's starting to happen with Nesta as well, the crowd lifts, mate, because I think something's always going to happen. Can mm. you? Are you so locked into getting that ball or you can feel the crowd starting to rise? I can't really hear them, man. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, but thank you guys, though. Cheer louder. Great crowd. No, no, no. Go no, LA no. United. No, no, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. I, know what you're I hear them, but it's background noise. You know what like that? That's good. Yeah. Lauren Talbot on Instagram. What is your favourite pair of sneakers you own and a pair you want to get your hands on? Pair of sneakers? Yeah. Oh. Air Force One. Okay. You can't go wrong. And the one I want to get, don't forget, Jordan Force, Off-White, size 12. Shout out. If you want to send you some. <laughs> George Bonifazi on Instagram. Who was your childhood coach and what club did you play for? Oh, so many childhood coaches. Yep. We'll just Larry name one Nugent of them. Larry Nugent is one. Mm-hmm. Croydon Kings. Love Croydon that King. guy. Shout out to my 
My coach. Uh, Samuel Glad underscore on Instagram. Who was your idol growing up? Ronaldo. Jess underscore 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 92 on Instagram. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah, I agree. Cats are just like. Does lions count? Well, lions are big cats. But if, it, if, it's that, if that's if the case. If it's just a cat. Oh, no, not those. No, 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 yeah, stop meowing. Yeah, what's that? Uh, what do they do? Nothing. My boy Ari has a cat. I don't know what he's on. Well, that's it. I, I knew someone who used to take their cat for a walk on a lead. Next question. Yeah, he's I know. Not serious. I know. He's not serious. No, he's no. Cats and cat people, like people who are obsessed with their cats. No. Okay. CJ underscore puppet on Instagram. Who is the funniest teammate and what's the worst joke they made? Funniest and worst joke? Mm. Okay. Another funny. I don't know about the worst. Okay. Who's the funniest? Funniest teammate. One day, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, one day's. I love, I can almost do a good one day impression. Hello, my friend. Is that what he's <laughs> Why is everyone's his friend? To be honest, everyone's his friend. Hello, my friend. I would like to go to basketball yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, I love you, though. One day. Uh, Blake underscore Anderson, 132007 on Instagram. What's your favorite all time Adelaide United goal? That I've scored? Mm. Probably the Pair of Glory one. Okay. How'd you celebrate? And then they chuck alcohol on me, so I have to move on. Oh. Um, this is a great question. Uh, Roshdi.arowry on Instagram. How's fasting and playing football? Nowadays, the times we play, we break fast before we actually play. But yeah, it's hard. I, I notice um, in the NBA at the moment, Kyrie Irving has done that from um, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, like, and he's Kyrie. literally like eating mid-match because he, yeah. he can break fast. So yeah. can you, for the people who don't know about fasting, so what are you actually allowed to have while you're fasting? You're allowed water? Mm. So nothing at all? Can't drink or eat the whole day. So then that would obviously affect you with hydration. Yeah. The to the max. But is this something that you've obviously done your whole life so it's it's normal to you? Yeah, it's not normal. It's not normal. I, I never get used to fasting. We fast for 30 days straight and it doesn't get... Yeah. Just feels the same. It's okay. good though. MashaAllah. Zeth Wingard on Facebook. Why do you wear the number 17? I've liked numbers. It's just a cool, my favorite number is seven. Mm-hmm. So anything with seven, I like. Is that because of Ronaldo? Ronaldo and Bob. It's just a cool number, seven. So why don't you wear number seven? Who's number seven? Yeah, Ryan Kiddo? Big up to my bro, Kiddo. Yeah, we'll just say to him, bro, Kiddo. I've told him that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might be able to buy it off him. Maybe. Okay. Uh, multiple people want to know what was it like scoring your first goal against the Mariners? Didn't have a feeling to it. Surreal. Just It was a pretty surreal moment. Yeah. Everything was meant to happen that night. And then I think you and Al got interviewed on TV and then they went to your school and like, all right, mate. Hollywood we get movie, it. high school. I felt like Zac Efron. Yeah? Moving around like that. He's a good singer, Zac Efron. I'm a good singer too. What do you like singing? Adele. Go on. I'm not doing that right now, man. Well, don't say I'm a good singer. I can. What's your favorite Adele song? Someone like you. Sing it. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> you did like that one. No, it was really good. Oh, come on, man. Um, I don't know if this is a joke at me, but this person's name on Instagram is Massimo Baldino. So it's like saying I'm a Massimo Baldino. How do you become a professional, and what training aspects do you work on? <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, you just work hard. Whatever the coach tells you to improve on you. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I miss nothing but the best. Killing it, right? Oh, you. Okay. Uh, the underscore football state on Instagram. Favorite food? Rice and chicken. Mm-hmm. Alex Popovich. Here we go. You notice everyone when they uh, have their photos at the start of the season, everyone's like cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Popper, who's like, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your worst nightmare? <laughs> There's a, there's an in joke, obviously. <laughs> there's an in joke, but what is he doing? Um, you don't have to say anything that will get you in trouble. <laughs> Popper's an idiot. Popper, <laughs> if you want to come on this podcast, mate, ask some good questions. Next question. Worst nightmares. <laughs> Skip it, please. Okay, Brody underscore McKay on Instagram. Uh, what's your dream league to play in? If you go to any league, in which club? EPL Chelsea. Aaron Ramos, 3825 on Instagram. What's your game day routine? Sleep, eat, nap, sleep, eat, nap, play. Okay, Josh Farrell underscore 19 on Instagram. Favourite takeaway place in Adelaide? Takeaway place? Yeah. Food. KFC, stuff like that? Uh, We would like to shout out McDonald's as a major supporter of Adelaide United. (laughs) McDonald's. (laughs) James underscore Hamill on Instagram. What's your favourite sport other than football? NBA, basketball. Who's your basketball team? Bucks. Giannis. Oh, jump on the bandwagon. No, no, I've been with Giannis. Yeah, same. Since he was in Athens and that. Yeah. No, I've Hey, hey, mate, I'm not trying to fight you. I'm just, all right, I'm sorry. Whoa. Harry Scobie on Instagram. Were you always a footballer growing up or did you play any other sports? Want to hear a funny story? Well, I'll be the judge if it's funny or not. Go. It's not that funny, but yeah, um, I played football, soccer. Yeah. And then I stopped and I did track. Of course, yeah. And then I stopped and then I started playing basketball for Adelaide 36ers. And then... What do you mean? Basketball. You Ad- played for the Adelaide 36ers. Did I say Adelaide 36ers? Yeah, you did, mate. And that oh didn't God. happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did I say Adelaide 36ers? Yeah, sorry. Because we're talking about. We're going to hear a funny story. No, this no, is no, a no, lie. Sorry. Cut that one out. <laughs> Cut that one out. I, I mean, um, I mean back Venom. What, where did I get 36 from? Like, I have no idea. We've we been talking about it. Yeah. Say that one so people don't think I'm lying. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, Redbacks in Priorfield. I used to just play basketball, Mac. Okay. Because the rim was lower because we were younger, I, yeah. used, I, I used to just make layups. Because you started playing for United at what age? 15. So if you played for the 36ers before that, you would be the youngest signing for the Adelaide 36ers at and 12. And Redback Venom. Oh, yeah, 36ers, Redback Venom. Very similar. Similarity thing. Hello from the other side. <laughs> and in a minute, thousand times <laughs> to tell you... Sorry. Can you please sign this top? Oh, yeah. you can sign. My left hand is not that good. I tell you what, mate, you have better handwriting than bloody Louis Dorigo. Not with my left hand. No, with Louis Dorigo can't write can or read. Yep, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so nervous. Is that one of the ones there? Cocoa butter. Sponsor. All right. Bro, my left hand is bad. Yeah, it's fine. I've signed it four times. Look, 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 look. look oh, my God. Look, look. It's very good. Don't zoom in on that. Hey, uh, Mo, thank you very much for speaking to us on this podcast because um, 
it's challenging to have an injury, but uh, as I said, like in all seriousness, the way that you recover and your positive mindset is the best. One of the other things I wanted to make mention that not many other people see, you have to come to a game day to see it. You are one of the players that stays out the most meeting the fans at the end of a match. Win, lose, draw. Um, the boys stay out, but you stay out the longest. So does Cassini. Um, so does Yaya. You, you boys have this amazing connection because you understand that you were the people in the stands once watching and you obviously don't take for granted the supporters um, and that you can really make someone's life. So well done on doing that, man, because yeah. it's a really special thing to do. Um, all the best with your old mate arm there. Yeah, cool. And um, should we just finish off with a song? What song do you want, man? The uh, fans loving that, bro. I'm in the studio right now. Okay. Um, Adele? What Adele song? I don't really know any others. Cause I'll set fire to the rain. Not that one, not that one. Hello, hello. Hello from the other side. No? All right, this has been the Pitch Podcast. Thank you very much, Motu Ray. Finish? From the Adelaide 36s. Can you cut that one? Oh, <laughs> man. Why did I say that? <laughs>